the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence. The Bible tells us that if we say we love God, whom we have not seen, but hate our brother whom we see every day, the truth is not in us. And if the God's truth in its entirety is not in us, we are not genuinely saved. We can have Christian symbols on our cars, wear Christian symbols, quote scripture, pray eloquently, and sing hymns and spiritual songs. But if we are not continuously living and applying God's word in our lives, we are not genuinely saved. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. You know you love the brethren and non-believers alike when you are patient with them. See, you know you love believers and non-believers alike when you are patient with them. 1 Corinthians 13, 4a says, love is patient and kind. Love is patient and kind. A sure sign that you genuinely love people and that you genuinely love God above all is through the enablement of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, with the help of God, who is God, helps you to be patient. Uh, The Holy Spirit helps you to endure when people mistreat you. The Holy Spirit helps you to tolerate others. The Holy Spirit helps you to be persistent. The Holy Spirit helps you to exercise restraint when tested by others. People will test you. But if you're mature in Christ, you will glorify God and you will build up others who are watching you. Who are watching you. Patience is a virtue. And if you are impatient, you need to ask God to develop your patience, which means that you're asking for some irritation. That's right. And you're asking to be tested. That's right. He said, okay, I'm going to develop your... It's just like, hey, you got to have a shot for this, but I don't want to get stuck. You know, I don't want the pain, but I want to gain. You know, no, you got to get the medicine in you. You see, uh, so patience. Pa- say patience. patience. You, you got to be patient with those who are difficult. This includes being patient with yourself, because you know how you are. Oh, you know, you know how you are. You know what you're subject to, to do and think and say. You know that old you will come out in a minute, and me too. Any of us. Uh, you got to be patient with yourself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Everybody talk to themselves is not crazy. Matter of fact, I wish you'd talk to yourself more often. <laughs> it's right. You know, no, yeah. Randa, is this the right thing? Hold back, Randa. Don't hold your mouth now. Don't, don't, don't. Stop now. Let, let, let it go. Let it go. Hold, hold, hold it. Be patient with yourself. 
Be patient. You got to be patient with yourself when you're sick. You got to be patient with yourself when you don't have the answer to that problem. You have to be patient with yourself because you're a right now kind of a person. You have to be patient with your spouse. You know, you have differences. There'll be differences of opinion. You're not going to always think alike on every subject matter. But if you're growing in Christ together, there will be less fights in the home. I mean, you're, it's, it's bad when you've been married 25 years and you and you fighting like you've just been married for three months. That's why some folk can come to church, don't get nothing. They fought all the way here. How you doing, Sister Jones? Fine. No, it's not fine. I just had a fight. You gotta be patient with your spouse. You gotta be patient with your parents. Challenging. You got to be parent, your parents, those of you who still have parents on this side. You got to be patient with your children. You grow them up, you pray for them, and they get grown. You don't ever stop praying for your children. When they walk out your house, they're no longer on your lap. They're on your heart. And you really got to pray then because you don't know where they are, what they're doing. When they graduate, go to the military, go to, off to college, another city, wherever, get the car, and they say they're this place and not really there. You better start praying. You got to pray for you. You never stop praying for your children. Your children will always be on your heart. Sometimes your children make their worst decisions when they get grown and won't check in with you. Uh, and I'm not saying they got to run to you every time they have an issue. They need to work through some things on their own. But sometimes they need to run a few things by you because you've been there and done that. You got to be patient with your grandchildren. Be patient with your grandchildren and realize your grandchildren are not your children. Unless you have taken them in and they now have become yours for whatever reason. That's right. Let your children, don't interfere. Your children say, don't, say, don't do this to my child and I prefer you not do this. Don't, don't sneak around and go against them and they don't give them cookies and you give them five tons of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know, oh, 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 honor and respect your children. They're your grandchildren. Uh, 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 you, you have to be patient with your siblings and some of you have problems with your siblings and so you, you're not saying it but you do you don't call them, you don't check on them you, you just you know, kind of coasting with them you have to be patient with your extended family, you got to be patient with your co-workers you got to be pa- patient with your supervisor your boss you have to be patient with believers in the Lord's church Give them room to grow. There was a time when you were you weren't mature, and some of you think who think you're mature, you're not as mature as you think you are. You got to be patient with unbelievers who do what they do. I don't like being around unbelievers. Well, well Jesus was around a whole lot of sinners. Unbelievers do what they do because they lost and don't know Christ. Believe me, they all will test your patience. E, we demonstrate our love toward other believers when we are available to serve them in the time of need. We demonstrate our love toward other believers when we are available to serve them in the time of need. Matthew 20, 28 says, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. 
Jesus Christ was the greatest servant that ever lived while on earth. The Lord Jesus Christ was the greatest servant who ever served and lived on earth. He served humanity all the way to his death on the cross where he said, it is finished. Not only should you serve in the Lord's church, but it should be uh, extended to the community. You need to serve in your community as you serve others through helping with babysitting, or assisting others with transportation needs, or assisting others with financial needs, serving those uh, who need a visit in the home because of sickness and illness, illnesses and incapacitations and such things. Hospital visitation, food deliveries for those who are unable to get out and such things as those. Matthew 23, 11 says, the greatest among you shall be your servant. The greatest among you shall be your servant. If we validate that we love other believers when we easily forgive them. In other words, we do not keep a record of wrongs committed against us. We validate that we love other believers when we easily, say easily, forgive them. In other words, we do not keep record of wrongs committed against us. 1 Corinthians 13, 5c says, love keeps no record of being wronged. Love keeps no record of being wronged. Anytime you have an argument or fight or spat, you don't say, you know what? I remember eight years ago, nine years ago, and you just keep bringing it up. And that's not even the issue at that point. Beloved, life is too short to be held captive by harboring hurts, betrayal, injustices that have been done against you. I'm sure that you do not want our Lord keeping records of of all your sins, of all your failures, and your rebellion. So why would you keep a record of those who have wronged you when you don't want God to keep a record against you? We never look more like Christ than when we forgive others and not keep a record of wrongs committed against us by them. Therefore, let go. Say it with me together. Let go. Say it again. Let go. Say it again. One more time because you need to what? Thank you. You let go so that God can use you in extraordinary ways for the good of others and the glory of God. God wants to do great and unimaginable things through you. Far more than you can ask or think. But he can't get you to the next level and he cannot do those extraordinary things through you. He can't take you to new dimensions in him because your unforgiving spirit has become a drag on your potential, your kingdom potential to the glory of God. So the sooner you let go, then you will see God just unleash possibilities upon you and greatness upon you and show you things that's so wonderful. G, we demonstrate our love for other believers when we edify them with our words of encouragement. We demonstrate our love for other believers when we edify them with our words of encouragement. Words of encouragement, they are so soothing to the soul. Did you hear what I said? You need to write that down. 
Words of encouragement are so soothing to the soul. I say it again. Words of encouragement are so soothing to the soul. And sometimes you think, well, that's a nice dress you have on. That's your nice suit. I love the color of your hair. I love your glasses. I like your shoes. I like your makeup. I like your lipstick. Those are, that's nice, but that's not really encouragement. You know, because they can have a nice suit and designer glasses and have designer eye things in their eyes that make them turn green and polka dots and all that stuff and be a hot mess. You know, I, I like you know, the color of your things in your eye. They're polka dot, you know. Sometimes we want to encourage people, but we don't know what to say in our words of encouragement. We mean well, but we just don't know how to package it. Let me give you some things you can help. For you, even for you greeters who are on the door, and let me give you some things to say to people to, to help them. You know, I, by the way, the gift of criticism is not a gift. <laughs> okay? Okay. Did you get that? There's no such thing as the gift of criticism. Now, I know you think there is. You can find it. Oh, you can find it. Oh, you can find it. I wish you can find a word like you can find criticism. So let me give you a few of these. A few examples are, listen, this is saying the Lord loves you and so do I. Now you men watch it. Don't walk to every woman and talk about the Lord loves you. Every woman, Lord, I love you. Lord, ooh, 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 sister, the Lord, I love you. There you go. This is Mark, and he love you. Oh, Papa, the Lord, I love you. And so do I. So do I. Love, love, love you. Oh, come on. Now. In the name of spirituality, we can do a whole lot of stuff. I'm praying. You know, you praying for folk. It's time to pray. You gossip and all through the prayer. Let's pray. And you find out the more. Some folks don't have prayer change. It's all prayer gossip. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so, but, but really, it's being intentional and strategic. The Lord loves you and, and so do I. That means so much. I never will forget. I don't know what my wife and I, I we, were, we were on vacation somewhere. I don't know where we were. But we were in a restaurant for breakfast and this waitress had just served us and before we left the restaurant, I said, did anyone tell you that Jesus loves you so much today. I didn't know that lady. She was of another race. And at that very moment, in the midst of all those people, the tears just ran down her cheek and locked under her chin. And she looked at me and said, you just don't know how much I needed to hear that today. I didn't know her name. I never saw her again in my life. Everybody need a word of encouragement. So another word of encouragement is this. You bring so much value. You bring so much value. Another word, you're such a blessing. You're such a blessing. Another word, the Lord is sure using you. The Lord is sure using you. Another word, you are so faithful to the Lord and his work. You are so faithful to the Lord and his work. 
another word is your presence among us means so much. Your presence among us means so much. Another word of, of encouragement, we are so blessed. And if you're a greeter, look at this. We are so blessed to have you here with us today. So blessed. Another word of encouragement, thanks for all you do. It doesn't have to be a long paragraph. It doesn't have to be all refined. Thanks for all you do. Here's another word of encouragement. What can I do to serve you today? What can I do to serve you today? And, and this is just a little snippet of things you can say, and you can add on to that. But you need to sit before the Lord and ask him through the Holy Spirit to give you some insightful, edifying, encouraging words. Because people are in depression. People are hurting. People are afraid. People are in shambles. People have blasted hopes and shattered dreams. It doesn't take five pages. It's just a one-liner from the heart. Not something canned, but something where they know it was heartfelt and it was so timely in their life. You don't know who you'll get pushing off the edge from suicide. And you never know whose depression you are lifting. All of us need a word of encouragement. All of us need a word of encouragement. A child needs a word of encouragement. A senior needs a word of encouragement. And a dog needs to be petted. We all need a word of encouragement. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. You are do- In other words, you're already doing it. Keep on doing it. Let's transition back. Uh, to how, how do we know we're genuinely saved? We're going back to that theme. Uh, number three, keeping God's commandments gives evidence of your salvation. Keeping God's commandments give evidence of your salvation. Verse three says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. I love this passage. For this is the love of God that we Keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. The evidence of genuine salvation is obedience to the word of God. When you are obedient to keeping, obeying, adhering to the word of God, that's a sure sign you've been born again, that you are saved, that you are in the family of Christ. When you love God, you keep his commandments. Seeking to obey and please man is burdensome. Seeking, I say it again, seeking to obey and please man is burdensome because it brings stress. You try to please people, you're going to get full of anxiety. You, you try to please people, you're going to get weighed down to the point that you become overwhelmed. Overwhelmed trying to please folk that can never be satisfied. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man? Or God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Beloved, whenever we obey and live out God's word, it is not difficult. The word of God, when you obey 
listen, adhere to it. It is the word of God is not oppressive. It is not burdensome. When you obey, adhere to the word of God, live by the word of God, it is not difficult, it is not oppressive, it is not burdensome. Instead, the word of God, when you, when you hear and obey it, it brings joy. The word of God, when you obey it, brings blessings and it brings spiritual freedom. Now, you can talk about how many verses you know, but until you apply those verses to the heart and, and they become transformative in your life, you will not experience spiritual freedom. As a matter of fact, you'll find yourself in spiritual regression after making progress, you lose the ground you gain and Satan depresses you more when you look and reflect introspectively on your life. Don't lose the spiritual ground you gain. Did you hear what I just said? Refuse to lose the spiritual ground that you have gained. Because Satan is sitting in the wings and he wants to wipe out everything you have gained for the cause of Christ. In closing, if you place your hope in the things of this world, you place your hope in the pleasures of this world, you place your trust in the voices of this world, you place your trust in the media and politicians, your heart will be burdened, you will be weighed down, you will be oppressed and disappointed, you will be discouraged, but when you put your trust and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ and live solely by his word, even in the midst of these troubling times, you can live in freedom. In the midst of these troubling times, you can experience unspeakable joy. In these times, you can experience hope. You can experience peace. When everything else is in turmoil, they say, why are you so peaceful? And you can live in victory and not defeat when you allow the word of God to resonate with you when you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly, when you apply the word of God, and when you let it be authoritative in your life alone, you will grow by spiritual leaps and bounds and make the greatest impact to the glory of God. The older we get physically, the most spiritually we ought to become in Christ. Amen? Amen. You know what? In closing, Jesus said, Matthew eleven thirty, for my yoke is easy to bear. And the burdens I give you is light. Some of you all are taking on burdens that the Lord has not authorized you to take on. That's right. Some of you have taken on worry, some of you have taken on fear. Some of you have taken on things, people pleasing and all of these things, running after folk, having folk running you crazy as if you have eternal energy. And at the end of the day, they'll walk away from you and won't even mention your name. Stop letting folk kill you. You need to ask the Lord to set your agenda 
and not people. People will crack you up. You sit before God, allow him to direct your path, and he will calm you. He will rest you. He will relax you. You're not all bent out of shape when things don't go your way because at the end of the day, you know who wins, you know who's in charge, and you know God's got it all in control. How many of y'all believe today God's got it all in control? How many of you know that you know, that you know, you know that God's got it all in control? And the same God that brought you this far will lead you on rest in him. Don't let these folks stress you out. They'll give you a heart attack. Die and say, oh, they died and keep on living. You go about their business. And you dead. Settle down. Hear God. Don't jump every time somebody say jump. Don't run every time somebody say run. You can't be everybody's errand boy. You be a servant of Christ. You be in the will of God and go no farther than what God has ordained you to go. And all God's children said, amen. Lord, you've taken me a different way today. So many needed this message because their hearts are burdened. Their hearts are weighed down, stressed. Truth be told, there are many under my voice in the spirit center, virtually. They're living life on the edge. Father, use this message to push them back into the safety zone. I pray that you would bring balance, spiritual balance, to the life of, of your people. Let not their hearts be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Because some under my voice are so tired, so weary, and so worn. There, there are others under my voice, they have nothing else to give. They're, they're spiritually spent. I pray that this message bring spiritual renewal, spiritual revival, and renewed hope. And it comes, Lord, by your people falling in love with you all over again. Will you renew our love afresh for you? Will you kindle, rekindle the fire? Will you revive our hearts that we will rejoice again in you? Help us, Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen. The Bible tells us that there is no assurance of salvation apart from obedience to God's word. For his word alone gives us that assurance. We must trust in the Lord with all our hearts and acknowledge him in all our ways. Only then can we say we are genuinely saved. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org. 
where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, direction to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.